Welcome back to Money Mile. I'm your host, Justin Waller, and Money Mile is where you share a mile with us and we help you live a better life. We are here to help active people looking forward to an active and phased financial independence and who are ultimately interested in leaving a meaningful legacy. This episode is the fifth of five foundational steps to financial fitness. From our last episode, you had the homework of identifying one area of your protection needs that needed some attention or verification and to work on that. So how did it go? Risk management decisions can be confusing. So please let me know how you did and if you have any questions. You can email me at info at wallerfc.com. In today's episode, we are talking about the fifth foundational step to financial fitness. Use debt wisely. Debt is borrowing money from someone and promising to pay it back at some future date or over time. Businesses borrow money all the time to expand, provide more services, etc. For individuals concerned about their personal financial situation, we need to be a bit more careful. When individuals borrow money, they need to recognize that the organization lending the money is not lending the money for their health or typically for some higher social good. Lenders are trying to lend money to make a profit, and they do this by charging the borrower interest. The higher the risk of the bank not getting their money back, the higher the interest rate will be. In an ideal world, you would have all the money you need to do all the things you want without having to borrow from anyone. I don't know many people that have lived in that ideal world. So here are my golden rules for debt. Rule number one, don't borrow money to buy something that could be worth less than what you owe on it. For example, borrowing $50,000 to buy a brand new car that will be worth $35,000 when you drive it off the lot is a bad idea. Second golden rule, the faster you can get out of debt, the better. Now, some information on debt. Personal, non-business debt can be looked at as consumer debt and non-consumer debt. Consumer debt is money borrowed to fund consumption, like credit cards, car loans, unsecured debts, things like that. Debts used to create value, wealth, and opportunity are considered non-consumer debts. Consumer debt is bad and should be avoided. Anytime you use consumer debt, you are on the road to breaking the first of my golden rules. Using debt to buy a home is a non-consumer debt and the least bad way to use debt, in my opinion. Student loan debt is the second least bad debt. Now we can talk about some guidelines for both of these to help you use them wisely. Home loans or mortgages. A 20% down payment on a 15-year fixed interest rate loan is ideal. If you must stretch your note to a 20- or 30-year note, these can be acceptable depending upon where you're living. If you cannot save up enough to put down a 20% down payment, you should really consider if your financial situation is stable enough to warrant you buying a home or to buy that particular home you are considering. There is nothing wrong with starting out a little smaller. I am aware that there are different loan programs that will allow a borrower to buy a house with a smaller down payment than 20%. But just because the programs exist do not necessarily make them a good idea. Some of these programs come with strings attached that can make them extremely expensive over time. Additionally, overextending yourself by purchasing more of a house than you can afford can put you in a bad financial position. 
As a final suggestion regarding home loans, be very cautious of variable rate loans or adjustable rate mortgages, sometimes referred to as ARMS. These might seem like a great idea in the short term, but buying a house is a long-term decision. The next least bad debt is student loans. This is an area of finance that can have a great deal of emotion attached to it. At some point soon, I will share with you my thoughts on education planning to minimize student debt and maximize the value of education. But for the sake of the conversation today and the fifth foundational step, using debt wisely, here are some key points. Number one, if you're going to make an investment in yourself or your child, the first priority is to make sure it is going to be a good investment. Second, try to find ways to make that investment a lower cost, possibly avoiding student debt entirely. Now, you shouldn't be afraid of student loans. In my opinion, the majority of the troubles people are having is more due to a lack of education and underwriting. As the great philosopher Ben Parker once said, with great power comes great responsibility. I can think of few areas in personal finance where this is more true than student debt. In my opinion, there are two primary reasons for this. First, the government has provided an essentially open funding source for educational expenses with minimal underwriting or oversight. Accordingly, the costs in many of these areas have skyrocketed. Just because the government will give or guarantee a loan does not mean you should spend the money. If you asked a bank to lend you $50,000 so you could buy a car worth $5,000, a bank would tell you no. This is not the case with education borrowing. If you want to borrow $300,000 to get a liberal arts education from a prestigious school and then be an elementary school teacher with a starting salary of $45,000 each year, the federal government and private banks are happy to help lend you the money as long as you are in school. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would banks do that? Even if it's a good interest rate, the borrower is likely still looking at approximately $3,000 per month in loan payments after graduation, and there is no way the newly minted primary school teacher is going to be able to pay that debt back. This brings me to the second reason of why you should be very careful with student debt. The reality is that the only way student loan debt is currently discharged is death. That's right, folks. The federal government has been talking about forgiving a portion of student loan debts for a while, but based on the current guidelines, the only way student loan debt can be discharged is death. As a student loan borrower, you lose the protections of bankruptcy court, and regardless of your situation, the student loan debt can haunt you for the rest of your life. This is why banks are willing to make such traditionally bad investments. They have you locked into these things until you die or pay them off. And I'm not exactly convinced they care which comes first. If you are going to be in a situation where you have to borrow money to invest in yourself and your education, I recommend first staying with the federal direct student loan system and avoiding private lenders. The limits within this system depend upon whether your student is a dependent or an independent person. At this recording of the podcast, as a dependent borrower, you would have access to approximately $31,000 total. It is broken up with the first year being $5,500, the second $6,500, and $7,500 for years three and beyond. So you can't take $31,000 in your senior year. You have to borrow a bit of it as you go. If you know that your student's senior year is going to be spent focusing on education and an unpaid internship that will keep them from working that part-time job, 
and your current savings only get you through the junior year, you should consider borrowing enough money early and stashing it in a bank account for use in that senior year. A quick note for the parents. Avoid Parent Plus Loans. If you have to evaluate leveraging your future for your student to get an education, consider reevaluating a different part of the equation. Consider transferring your student to a different school or make sure they get done in four years before you take a plus loan. This is the equivalent of getting to mile 20 of your marathon and deciding to run back to mile 13 before you finish. Could you do it? Sure. Would you be the looniest of Looney Tunes for doing it? Yep. If you decided that you really wanted to run an extra 14 miles that day, you should have signed up for an ultra run. Hey, 50Ks can be super fun. The 50 miler I ran was a highlight of my athletic career, but I'm not going to set out with the intention of running 26 miles and make it 40 through a bad decision near the finish line. Don't let a bad decision around education funding wreck your financial independence. Please know that there is another way. If you can't see the other way, ask for help from your friendly neighborhood financial planner, but please do not take out PLUS loans. Another suggestion for overall student borrowing is that the balance of the student loans at graduation should be less than the anticipated first-year salary. If you are investing in yourself, this puts some parameters around it that will keep you from hurting yourself. If your year one expected salary for your field is $60,000, you should absolutely make sure that you are borrowing less than $60,000 for your education. And this has wrapped up the last of our five foundations for financial fitness. First was spend less than what you earn. Second was do something intelligent with what is left. Third is build wealth systematically. Fourth, protect what you can't afford to lose. And fifth, use debt wisely. While these five foundations do not guarantee tremendous wealth, they will get you headed in the right direction. Thank you for investing your time with me and listening to Money Mile. In our next episode, we'll share with you a story of a typical client situation that I hope will help you better understand where you're at now and how to reach your goals. Please keep in mind that these are not specific recommendations pertaining to your individual situation, as this is an educational format. I hope this has been valuable time invested for you, and as with most things, what you do is more important than what you know. So we're going to talk about a bit of homework for this episode. I shared some suggestions on using debt wisely. As your homework, I would like you to think about the ways you are currently using debt and assess if you are doing it wisely. And we all make mistakes. Sometimes they are big ones and sometimes they are small, but I am convinced that we all do the best we can with what we have at the time. I commend you for taking the time to learn more about how to handle debt wisely. If you find yourself in a situation where you need some help getting out of debt, I suggest you check out Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover program. Once you have assessed how you are using debt, I would love to hear from you. Let me know about your journey and if these conversations have been valuable for you. You can email me at info at wallerfc.com. That's your homework for this episode. Keep in mind, if you work out, everything else will too. And I look forward to talking with you again next time on Money Mile.